Weekend Breakfast with Sarah Jane Makwala King. Saturday and Sunday, 7 to 10 a.m. I, I opened the show a couple of weeks back saying how grateful I was to have a job that I love. And I really do. I, I absolutely love coming here and talking to you. And and, and, I, and I, I love all elements of this job. I love the preparation it takes. I love, I you know, I've got a great team that I work with. Um, I love being on air. I, I love all of it. And, and I've been very lucky throughout my career that, that, that I've always enjoyed the work. Haven't necessarily always enjoyed the environments that I've worked in, but I've, but I've, my love of the gig has made me has made the, some of the downsides better but not all of us love our jobs uh, many of us don't have the luxury of having a job that makes us uh, want to jump out of bed with jubilation uh, every day and and you know get to work and and so on uh, so what do we do then when we dislike our work but we have to stay in it because we're trying to provide for our kids and our future and our retirement and food on our plate and transport and all of the rest of it we might not love everything about our work but with some effort and attention says my next guest we can find some aspects of it to love or at least not to hate uh, judy clippen uh, has written a book that will help you identify what's not working for you and it provides practical tools and guidance to help make work work for you in fact that's the name of the book make work work for you life lessons for the world of work wherever whatever your work may be so even if you're not able to uh, change the fact that you need to stay in the job you can change how you are while you're there Uh, you may remember that Judy joined us I think a year ago maybe a year and a bit uh, to talk about uh, adult children she's also the author of recover from your childhood life lessons from the adult child and recover from burnout life lessons to regain your passion and purpose I'm delighted that she's back with us Judy good morning Good morning. Thanks for having me back. Oh, no, an absolute pleasure. I'm so excited that you've got a, a new book out. Congrats on the new book. As I say, make work work for you. Why? Why did you want to write this one, Judy? Well, you've kind of alluded to it already, but many, so many of my clients have work that they kind of love or actively hate, but don't at this point have the option to leave and to go to other work. And so it's really about helping people to identify what isn't working for them at work and then to give tools and skills to um, enable people and empower people to be able to improve what isn't working for them so that they can, yeah, not change if they are at work, but they can change how they are at work and in that way improve their experience of work. One of the most I have found in my life one of the most difficult experiences or one of the most difficult feelings is one of being trapped not just of being Mm. stuck but of being trapped and Mm. whether that be in a personal relationship or whether that be in in work there is something incredibly um, disheartening disempowering suffocating about feeling as if you are trapped and the feeling of being mm. trapped that therefore leads to that feeling of disempowerment. Um, mm. w- what are some of the, the reasons that, you know, like I explained, I, I, the gig that I do, the job, you know, being a journalist, being a radio presenter, I love. I've done it all mm. over the place and and some sometimes I've not loved the environment and it's the environment sometimes that people struggle with, right? But then yeah. sometimes, um, and when I say the environment, sometimes the, the workplace politics and toxicity. Sometimes, oh. as you write about in the book, it's the physical environment that's very, very difficult. I once worked in a newsroom 
where I'm going to look over at Vicky at this point, uh, where it was just dark and dingy. Not now. This is Vicky and I used to work together somewhere else. It was dark. There was no natural light. And you write about this in your book. And that can really have an impact. Um, sometimes it's the stress of the job that just is relentless. Um, maybe it's, it is the actual work. So you, you look at all these factors in the book, right, Judy? Yeah, I do. Um, and yes, I also... Um, <laughs> Working in a dark and dingy place is really soul-destroying, and I don't think we pay enough attention to the impact that the physical space that we are in has on our mental and physical and emotional well-being. But yes, so the book is um, it's based on um, the wheel of work, which I have um, identified eight key areas uh, of work, um, and those include physical space, self-awareness, so how we bring ourselves to work, really, Relationships and community at work, those those um, interactions that we having, um, communication, cliques, all of those things. Health and wellness, looking at burnout, compassion fatigue, and I also talk about menopause in that um, section. Uh, then we look at the content of the work, and you say that you 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 lucky because you love the content of mm, your work, mm. um, and that's the really central part of what you do. But many people actually hate the content of their work or feel a real sense of boredom or aversion to it. Um, and, and, and so that the rest of the work is what compensates for the fact that they are not loving the actual content of their work. Um, then the other three areas are reward and recognition, not just financial reward, but mm. other, other forms of recognition. Psychological safety, which I'm sure, you, I mean, it's a huge thing at the moment. Yeah. People are really paying attention to psychological safety in the workplace. And then lastly, meaning and values. And those eight areas really form, I think, the ecosystem that is the workplace. Um, and if we are out of balance and, and, and one or two of those areas are particularly awful, it is going to throw our whole experience of work out. Um, but if you can identify which of those areas are throwing your ecosystem out, then you can address them and really genuinely improve your experience of work and of life because they're life lessons. They're not only work-related. What I love about this book, um, Judy, is that it's, it's almost like a workbook. And, and you, you are, um, it's not just read this book and then you'll be all right. It's asking people to be quite introspective um, and to, to do some work, actually. We, t- we often talk on the show about doing the work, whether that be um, kind of in our, in our relationships or in our um, healing, our, healing ourselves. And, and you, you do ask people in, in the book to, to unpack some stuff and to face some of the things uh, that they that they may be that they may be dealing with in your experience, um, Judy. What what are some of the, the what would be sort of the, the top three complaints that people have about work? Like what what are the things? Is it I'm overworked? Is it my boss doesn't? It's the the, the lack of recognition. Um, is it I find office politics so so toxic? What what are the what would be the top three? Do you think? <laughs> So I think I think it's hard to say because it's different for everybody. But I definitely think that office office poly, toxic environments, workplace culture, organisational, you know, the climate that is a big one. Um, I think relationships and community, and that's not just talking about like whether you've got friends or not at work. Although that is an enormous, um, that's very important to have friends at work. But it's also about how you how you communicate with your with your peers really. So, it's, so, so that would be the second one. 
And then the third one I'm afraid to say is um, it is, it's burnout. It's just burnout is this enduring and, and worsening feature in internationally in the workplace. So, yeah, toxic, toxic environment, politics, um, relationships and burnout. And, of course, they're all interrelated. Absolutely. Yeah, they are all interrelated. We we were having a conversation a, a few months ago, Judy, and I was asking uh, our listeners to share what lessons outside of the traditional curriculum at schools, what lessons should uh, should be taught in schools? And I've just thought of mm. another one, and it's how to navigate the workplace. Nobody mm. Nobody tells you when you're going into your first job that the workplace is, is an awful organism of its own do they there's that you there's just this thing of right now you're qualified in x and and this is the job and your skills in x will require you know will enable you to do y and so often actually your actual job is very little of what happens once you work walk through the door um and 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 the impact that it can have on your life nobody tells you how to navigate Mm. work things and and very often and I wonder you know you are you are somebody who does a lot of work around adult child I wonder how much of us just take our familial template i.e the the way in which we grew up and interacted with our family members and just transpose that into mm-hmm. the workplace so we we can make our boss mummy or daddy and ask mm-hmm. and our am i am i making sense here and our, co- <laughs> our co-workers become our siblings and then we yeah. end up in the kind of um the triangle and the triangulation and 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 mm-hmm. parent child and, and, and all mm-hmm. of that stuff because mm-hmm. we don't know any better exactly so, so and that's what the self-awareness section looks at and that's exactly what happens is that unconsciously we are taking all of our expectations and our fears and our anxieties into the workplace with us and acting out um, with other people. Mm. And what makes it more complicated is that those other people are also acting out their unconscious anxieties and expectations and fears. And so often it feels like we're in the school playground because that is how we are all unconsciously behaving. Um, and it's and it's an it's an enormous problem, and you're absolutely right that we don't get equipped with real practical life skills: how to communicate, how to uh, manage conflict, how to ask for help, how to say no and set boundaries, how to create a safe space, or if you're not feeling like you're in a safe space, to speak up about it. Yeah, we we you know we don't have those skills, and often we don't even have the awareness that we don't have those skills. Also, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking about that as well, and you mentioning boundaries. Number one, if you can't put boundaries in in your personal life, there's absolutely no reason why you're suddenly yeah. going to be able to put them in in your workplace. That I have learned. <laughs> immediate, that is, you know, that's like lesson number one for me. There's no way. If you can't do it there, you're definitely not going to be able to do it there. Um, but but also uh, that for me, uh, one of my big things, and you deal with this in the book, was imposter syndrome. I still, I, I still suffer with it an awful lot. But when I started doing some specific... Um, um, childhood trauma work and identified where it came from the imposter syndrome lessened mm, interesting yes exactly because you were able to tackle your general feelings of yes. maybe not being good enough yes and so when you were able to address that then that then that kind of 
extrapolated out to the rest of your life. That makes complete sense. Yeah, I realised it had absolutely nothing to do with the work, actually, at all. It was no, it was nothing no, to do with, no. with, with the work at all. Um, yeah. Just, we've, we've got a couple of minutes left, Judy, but how do you want people to use the book? So, one of the reasons I wrote the book, quite a big reason why I wrote the book, actually, was because... Coaching is unbelievably effective, mm. but it's also very expensive, mm, and it's mm, a real mm. privilege to be able to go and have a have a coach, a, you know, private one-on-one coach. And so, I wrote the book. I write I write my books in order to make them as accessible and as practical as possible, so that everybody, well, hopefully everybody, can afford to buy the book. Yeah. And so, really, as you said earlier, it's kind of like a workbook. It's a self-coaching book. So even if you don't have the luxury of being able to go to a coach, you can coach yourself using this book. Got you. Got um, you. And, and so really what I hope that people are able to do is, is you start, the, 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 the book starts off with the wheel of work. And so you do uh, your own little diagnostic of where you are at, what your work ecosystem looks and feels like now by filling in the wheel of work. The book is called Make Work Work For You. It's written by Judy Clippen, who is our guest uh, this morning. Just in 10 seconds, where can people get it, Judy? Okay, so you can get it at bookshops, loot. Um, and also, if you go to my website, makeworkworkforyou.com, Lovely. you can find more information about it.